0: Vanner coming in with the Minnesota shirt. I have one question about the Minnesota shirt. Yep. Is it autographed by future ex-Buffalo Sabre, Ryan Johnson?
1: No, no autographs. Just a short sleeve hoodie representing the Gophers.
0: Why is Johnson not signed yet?
1: Because he doesn't need to. It's not like the Sabres are still playing and there's a chance for him to play right now.
0: Okay, why not just get the deal done and have everybody saying, Wow, we're so excited to have Ryan Johnson. <laughs> because he's not coming, he's not signing here. He's not going
2: to <laughs> sign, he's gonna gonna sign here.
1: Yeah, at this point, right? I mean, doesn't look good. You know, there's a re, I mean, again, he, it's this, that's player's choice right there, right? I think he's got until August 15th, I believe the date is, and then he becomes a free agent. So,
0: my mindset is thinking, why not just sign the fucking deal, get your ninety five thousand dollar check, you know, f- figure out what your plan is for next year, and
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we have touched on it before, right? the The only thing I can think of is, you know, I'm sure the Sabers are telling him, "Hey, we we love you, you're gonna play here," blah blah blah, but at the same time, <laughs> his agent is telling him, "Dude." They got young defensemen. Let's wait and see what they do in free agency. Because guess what? If if they do go and get two more D, guess where he's going to start? A hundred percent.
2: He's going to be in the minors.
1: He's going to be in the minors. And, he's, and, then, and he
2: still has to climb over, you know, Jacob Bryson's 25, yep. Riley Stim- Stillman, who's uh, 25, Matias Samuelson, 23, Owen Power, 20. Kyle Clegg, if they bring him back, is twenty-four. Rasmus Dahlin's twenty-three. Yoki Hare is twenty-three. Like this is the youngest D core in the NHL,
1: right? So why for him, is, it's just why, a good good business. Why would you ever want to,
2: yeah, to
1: wait if they, you know, and if they do, like I said, if they add defenseman through trade at the draft or via free agency, well, then, then, then it's you know, then it's written on the wall that he's starting the minors for sure, which isn't a horrible thing. But how long is he going to be in there for? Because all the young guys that Rivs just mentioned, or do I wait till August 15th and sign with a team that has a lot less depth and maybe jump into the NHL right Anaheim. away? Because we see Anaheim. it now in the playoffs and Brock Favor, man, that kid looks like a stud in that lineup in a tough series against Dallas. Matthew Nice for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He looks really, really good. It like that bunting like kid
0: is not coming back in. Well, it's amazing you say that because I was wondering, they've won three games since he got poofed. And now it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to take Nyes out? Who's been in on lots of goals
2: and not he, in on just, just like, on- he's just it's, good. it's not that he's in on goals. It's he looks like an NHL player. Like he's been yes. in the league for five years and yeah. it's amazing. This kid is literally coming out of D1 hockey and he looks like an NHL player. Like he's played there for five years in the league. Right. That's but how you, know good what's,
1: you. you know what's so funny? Because I just had this conversation at my son's baseball game, because you know, I'm here in Minnesota and people watch the wild in the playoffs, and and you know, some of my buddies are like, man, Faber looks really good. I didn't know it was that good. You know, I'm like, you know why people say that? Is because when you watch college hockey, they have cages on, and you just assume cages on it's youth hockey. It's just it goes that way. You watch the OHL. Where they have, you know, half shields on you are like, oh, man, this game looks faster or what? It just looks more like pro. But you take the cage off and you put the kid in the half shield. Now he looks like a man and not like a kid. And Why it's like, is holy that? Shit.
2: What is the reasoning for D1 to to have full cages? Um, you've you've got a 16 you have 16 year old kids in the OHL that go to half visors. Thinks that mm-hmm. think that their their shit doesn't stink. Right. And then you have, you know, D1 hockey players. Riv, Riv, or, or I'll, I'll even I'll even her? go further. Do you remember how cool it was when you got your
0: first half visor, though, Riv? <laughs> hey, come on! I didn't I, I was, didn't like it. The, the half visor was the but
1: the, you, look the all, thing. you look at all you look at all. You guys agree leagues. with me that it looks like a youth game, even though it's not a youth game. Yeah.
2: Well, they the, look like kids, right? You look at the guys that are in D one. Um, very odd to have an eighteen year old true freshman, right? To to mm-hmm. play D one hockey, they are the elite of the elite. Um so it's very odd. A normal freshman that's playing D1 is a, is around 20, 21 years old, right? Yes. So when you look at it, you go to a 3-4 year career in in college hockey, you've got guys that are 24 and even older, 25 years old, and these are men. These are men that are skating around with full cages on. When you've yeah. got guys that are playing in the OHL <laughs> or guys that are playing in the USHL, the Null, the WHL, the BCHL, the CCHL, these guys are all wearing half visors.
1: Yeah. I think it has to do with insurance purposes.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It's, it's
1: insurance. Insurance so why liability. Why wouldn't it be, a, they,
2: wouldn't it be a, an insurance purpose for, for these junior leagues then?
1: Because they are not... Well, and, and I guess the USHL is, you still have your amateur status, so you can go OHL as a business, right? Or the CHL yeah, for that matter.
0: They're considered, they're almost considered young pros, pros but they're right. not pros because they, they're ineligible for college because yes. of they're in, because it's right. considered. So
1: I, 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 I don't know what the exact, again, don't quote me on that, but it has something to do with the liability and the insurance for the university.
0: Yeah. Well, it makes, it makes you think too. And, and, uh. Who's the kid from Winnipeg that got the seventy-five stitches? Bur- Byron or uh, Baron? Oh, yeah, yeah, Baron. Baron. So yep. I'm, he's wearing a full cage. There are a few players in the, in the playoffs that are wearing full cages. Yeah, and listen, I, I Brock Nelson, you know, and I've I've said yeah. this before, Brock Nelson. Yeah, that's that's the other one too. I've said this before. I mean, is you think we'll see a point where the NHL goes to full cages? And I, Thomas, you say that the college guys look like. Like, you know, youth Mm -hmm. hockey players, which I understand, (laughs) but, but you talk about insurance purposes and eye injuries. And I mean, I guess we don't see a ton of eye injuries, but we almost lose his eye to a skate
2: the other day. So,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I mean, it's been grandfathered in, right. That these kids nowadays have to wear half shields. And I think there's only like six
2: players in the NHL that that exactly wear visors. So I I think the half shields are plenty. Can you name them? O'Reilly. One. Um, I would think, out, think out west, west yeah in, I know uh, um, western conference
1: Um Dallas Ben
2: Ben yeah think a tough guy yeah yeah
1: there's none on uh, Reeves and Minnie
2: there you go and that's all I know <laughs> that's all I know too I can't, I can't remember you got to be real old to be uh, a, a guy that... Uh, yeah,
1: that's why I'm, I'm thinking about Boston. But, I mean, they're they're an older team, but I can't think of anyone there.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, anyway, yeah, we it's... could... Rod Ra- Kogutis? No, he's... Are you kidding show. me? He pulls his shield right <laughs> down to his friggin' nutsack. <laughs> 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 I'd take uh, him on my team any day. But <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. He's, uh, you know... All right, so, like so to, 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 to kind of put a put a wrap on that,
0: you're so so Ryan Johnson's not signing uh per Thomas Vanek right out of Minnesota. So you can quote him.
1: Well, I think not yet. There's no reason. If if he's gonna sign, I think it's gonna be after the draft, you know, somewhere in July.
0: Yeah. That would not,
2: be he's not signing. Because wouldn't that help
0: the team go in a different direction knowing what they had,
2: like if they knew they had him? He holds all the cards. Is no. what this comes down to. Like the Sabres literally have no, they don't hold anything in this. This is a decision where he can, he he can wait right until the end of August. If he wants, he will pick the best organization who maybe makes some trades, who wants to get younger, who wants to start over again. There's going to be teams in the league that are, that are starting over. That would love to have a defenseman like Ryan Johnson on their team, who is a young rookie player. That's what twenty-three years old. Is that, yeah. is that if old if, is? if he doesn't sign in Anaheim,
0: I will eat your underwear after thirty-six holes of golf. But see, see,
1: but I, I think you're, you're you're talking about re, rebuilding teams. <laughs> I also think you got to have the top teams. You look at right the teams, the Tampa Bay Lightning's.
2: That that salary cap wise, the need salary a guy going to make right? you know nine hundred and fifty thousand, right?
1: Exactly, and that yeah. that they need a guy who can step in and play a four, five, six role, making less than a million bucks.
2: Toronto Maple
0: Leafs might need him.
1: Oh my god, are we starting off of that, Petey? Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just get let's ease
0: into this. Hey, get it, get it. You don't want to see your Minnesota Gopher go to the Leafs, I. Right? Let's get into it though. Holy shit! What a game.
1: All right, let's start with that series, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, tell me another series that that you should start with because I still are you do you actually believe the Leafs have this wrapped up? Yes, you oh you do. I do. man. in in years past, weren't they up three- one on them last year?
1: Yeah, but this is different, right? I think the way they won those two games where I think they have been outplayed for majority of the game. And they win both of them. I think Tampa is just I, mentally, you know, are they gonna, you know, put it away because they are pros and they're winners? Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But man, mentally that team's gotta be broken. They're gonna get on a flight to Toronto and be like, Are you kidding me? We're down 3-1 when we should be up 3-1. I think that's mentally too much to overcome. That's that's my thoughts on it.
2: I I think Tampa Bay. Has ultimately dominated the last the last two games. They've outplayed, and 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 just looking at the last game, okay, they're up four one at one point. Dominating. They're out hitting. They're out for checking. They played great defense. They looked like this this season this this series was over. At 4-1. And then I send a nice text out just to the boys, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, exclamation marks, laugh out loud. Thomas Vanek writes in there, let's let's go. Then all of a sudden the third period happens and three goals are scored. And the final 10 minutes of that period, they go to overtime and they get beat. That's devastating because they shouldn't have lost game three. They shouldn't have lost game three. Tampa Bay is a veteran hockey team that knows how to lock things down. They have the right personnel. They have the goaltending, the defense. I think Sierneck by missing Siernek right now, is is devastating for their team because he is a defender. He's a big physical defender, and they're missing him.
1: Yeah, but I that, think that he, that's not that's an especially excuse. Especially in
2: the PK. Right, and that's not an excuse right now. That's That's just... Austin Matthews, like Austin Matthews looked like he has not even shown up to this series. And then all of a sudden you, you, you let him do what he does. And two goals are scored within what, six minutes. And he puts this team galvanized the team. The team has some energy and then they go and score that, that, uh, the, the next goal and take it to overtime. And it's listen, I mean, you got to give it to Toronto. I don't think that they've been the better team in this series, but you don't have to be the better team. You have to score in spurts, and they're doing it, and they're getting it done. Can we? But talk what to the
1: Leafs do have, I think, have the best player on the ice each and every game, and that's Marner, in my opinion.
2: <sighs> nope. I was going to say who's Ryan the Riley MVP Riley? right now, Toronto. Ryan O'Reilly. No freaking way, oh, man. Okay. Ryan O'Reilly is fucking so slow and he's snailing around the <laughs> ice and he's super smart. You, you say that like it one matters, guy. Like he does, you say that like he doesn't have seven points in four games. I no,
1: he, he he's been good. Points. Uh, Riley, Riley's been good on the back end, physical.
2: How about Sansonov? How about Sansonov? Why is no one talking about this guy? He is he has saved breakaways. He's seen he's saved so many grade A scoring opportunities on Tampa Bay. He's, he's the not one stealing is, games. He's got a three seven two goals
0: against average and an eight. I think six, I think
1: he's looked absolutely horrible to be the honest. Who think about
2: what you you
1: I think this is go and look at go look at him in round two, I think. I, I couldn't disagree more with you. I think Samson if I would have pulled him in game three.
2: Oh wow. I I, Suck I, I don't tip. see that at all. When you're sitting there saving breakaways and scoring chances uh, over and over and over, it, I mean he's. I'll the one give Michael Bunting more credit for being a three one than <laughs> fucking. Yeah, it. he
1: might be. You might. Be, he had a bigger impact on the yeah. game actually, taking out Chernak and taking out himself. I think, uh, and it's putting dumb- in Matthew <laughs> Nice has been an absolute stud.
2: So what happens when Bun- Bunting's uh, ready to come back?
1: Well, the suspension now goes to uh, four games. <laughs>
2: Internally. Internally. (laughs) I'm asking, like, are you putting Bunting in in the next game? Are you staying with the lineup that you have? Zero chance.
1: You stay with the lineup. I'm going
0: as Lindy rough as I can right now, and I'm not changing the lineup.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be the extra forward in practice. And he'll stay there until they lose. But, yeah, Mm. I I hate to say this.
2: But you wouldn't put him on a fourth line? No. Changing with how he skates, how he moves the puck, the ability, he's got skills, okay? Would you not put him on a fourth line? You, you no. clearly do not need him. You do not need him right now. I'm not saying you
0: don't need him at all. I'm just saying you don't need him right now. You you don't even need to add that to the lineup. What if, and what if you insert him and he goes and takes a bad fucking penalty, which is a which is very likely.
1: Yeah, that's not even why I would not insert them. I just, you know how coaches are. They're superstitious. Teams that yeah. are superstitious. You're not changing and then then have second thoughts afterwards, right? I think you wait until you lose or wait until, you know, someone's injured or didn't have a good game and then you insert them. But like I said, I hate to say this, but it's the Tampa, the Tampa run is over because I think mentally they, they got to be just broken. After playing two good home games and losing
2: both, but if there's a team out there that can that can take it one game at a time, like the most important game is going to be game number five. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> that's like that's that might be a, a, a dumber comment
0: than than saying. Goalie wants that one back.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tampa and eight. Hey. No, uh, you what, know what I what, you know I, what, I, what Craig, I mean I think is. If, if
0: Tampa loses game five, I think game six is massive for them.
1: I know. Then they're going to win it in eight.
0: <laughs> what, is this is a five out of nine.
2: What I'm getting at is in the next game, you have a three, one series. You have Toronto Maple Leafs. That has not closed a playoff series. You have the Tampa Bay Lightning, a very veteran hockey team that has dominated in the last two games but lost. If you go and win in Toronto, where's the pressure? Who has the pressure? There is no pressure on Tampa Bay. Most of those guys have already won multiple Stanley Cups. They're going to put pressure by starting with game five. If they win game five and take it back to Tampa Bay, the all every every ounce of pressure is trying to close out game six. Okay, but what if Tampa Bay wins in Tampa and has to go back to Toronto for game seven? They're gonna take it one game at a time. They're not looking at this. You know this, Banner. You're not looking at this like it's a it's a huge hill that you have to climb, and you got to oh, win three. Red, games I'm I, I agree with you. I mean, I, listen, I, I don't I mean, want. We all
1: know that. I mean, that take ain't gonna get you on the Sportnet panel. My uh, <laughs> my whole take is um, they're mentally broken, right? If Tampa loses the game where they're down for one, they come back and lose an OT. I think they walk away of like. God damn it. We got to start better and we have this, but they did everything right. But being a closer and they're known as the best closer.
2: I know that, but if you're, if you're Toronto Maple Leafs and you're in the same situation as Tampa Bay, the series is done because they don't have the guys (laughs) that, that can get this done because they haven't shown it. Okay. Right. Tampa Bay lightning are a multiple Stanley Cup winner. The guys that are on there, whether it's Patrick Maroon that won three in a row, he won two with Tampa Bay, but he won the year before with St. Louis, so he knows how to win. Corey Perry's on the other side, who won in Anaheim years ago, okay? They have so much pedigree, and guys that have won Stanley Cups, they know there's no pressure on them. They know that they were the better team for two games and came up empty with wins, but they have one of the best coaches in the game, they know that they have one of the best goaltenders. They know that they have the players on the team to get it done in Toronto in the most important game because it's it's win or you're done. But the pressure is still on Toronto. Yeah, I agree. The pressure is still on the Toronto. The pressure is always
1: on Toronto because it's Toronto. But the good thing for Toronto is, like you mentioned earlier, is that they have Samsonov, who's been the MVP. So if you have the If you have great goaltending, there's no pressure.
2: Yeah, I can read the headline. I can't believe right now that you guys don't think that Samsonov has not played well. (laughs) I will say, I think he's made some good saves. Like, okay, who did he stop that penalty shot last night? Hagel. Hagel. Okay. Like, yeah. What about Kucherov in the one game? What about Stamkos? Like, he's made. (laughs) That's that's, that's what
1: what goaltending is supposed to do. What about the ones that went in? Yeah, I don't think he's been a difference maker at all. There's a reason it's been four-one and they've been down.
0: I can see the headlines right now, Riv. If Toronto loses Game Five at home, here we go again. I can see it,
2: Uh, and I and I almost Game Five is a game changer because if they win and go back to Tampa holy jump. And Tampa Bay is just laughing, going, Oh boys, we're alive. Let's just go give one game of our best hockey. And let's smother these guys with how we play. And if they win that game, Oh my lord! Could you imagine going back to uh, back to Toronto? You imagine going back to Toronto. The pressure is so extreme on the Toronto Maple Leafs; it is going to be off the chart, maybe overwhelming for this team because of the history in what they've played. So I'll go back to it again. Game five is the most important game of this series. It's a do or die game, but all the pressure <laughs> is still on Toronto. It's right. awesome. I, I think.
1: Tampa, and we touched on it earlier, Tampa needs Turnak back. Not that they couldn't win without him, because clearly we have seen they play really good without him. But I think they close that game three out if he's on the ice.
2: No question.
1: I, I think on the PK, they need him. I, I think he is, He's
2: you know, he's, he was he's a difference. Of... He's
1: a quiet difference maker on that
2: team. What does he do? What does he do best? Like, what does he do best? defend defend yes what does tampa bay need they need a defender they need a guy who was playing before he got injured he was playing with victor hedman guess he was playing against he was going up against austin matthews mitch marner uh you know the 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 top guys he's Boy. defending against the top guys they miss him they cl- they clearly miss him so but listen All right, Thomas. Injuries happen.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We spent so much time on Leafs, Tampa. It's fine. It's fine. You you didn't want to start there. We got it out of the way. Where do you want to go next? What's the one? What's the one series that you're sitting there saying I need to talk about this? Devils, Rangers. I'm loving it. Did you see the clip on
1: Twitter as the Devils are skating off the ice after they win Game Four? Who was waiting? You know, at MSG, you have to kind of get off the ice. There's a little tunnel, and then it's a, not a long walk, but a you know a walk to the locker room. And who was waiting right off the ice? Hulk Hogan. That's right, Lindy Ruff. You can tell that man has changed because usually he would be in the locker room like most coaches, right? But he is rejuvenated with that young group, and uh, he you know and Obviously, his, his, his. I knew they wouldn't give up because the one thing Lindy was the best coach that I've had is his speeches, the preparation, and the, those those kids were buzzing at MSG and the fearless. Detail, yeah, I mean, I can hear it,
0: Lindy right now.
1: No, I mean he even he, he knows that he's the best motivator ever. He really is. He is. He knows what to say, what what to do, and uh, those young kids there, uh, that young team, really bought in and.
2: How many people (laughs) thought that this series was over Uh, and the the New York Rangers walked in and, and just spanked a young, immature New Jersey team that just seemed off. They just seemed like they weren't playing their game. Okay. Um, now you go to the Rangers, you go to Madison square gardens, one of the most lively buildings in the league. And you're thinking to yourself, this is over. You're gonna have the Rangers just walk through the uh, New Jersey because they're too young, Um, their goaltending sucks. Uh, You know they're not getting the scoring from from Hughes. Like there's gonna be all these excuses, but you see New Jersey who had 52 wins this year, 112 points, and were was what third best team in the National Hockey League this year? Well, guess what? This team is for real. And how did they beat the Rangers? in their own building, how did they beat them with the one thing that they've done all year, and they've been one of the best teams in, in the league? And what is it? Speed. 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 They're they're epic. They're small. A lot of their players are, are, are on the smaller size. Like you have Jack Hughes, not a big guy. You have Jasper Brad is not a big guy. You've got Nico Hirsch, not a big guy. These are all their top guys. They're little water bugs, but they can fly, and they're insanely skilled. And you have the Rangers that look like they didn't know what, how to deal with the speed of New Jersey. Now, another thing that New Jersey is really good at is defending. And Lindy Ruff has this team smothering this high-powered offense with the Rangers. And this, this series, I mean, it's a flip-flop now. It's a it's complete flip-flop. It's, it's awesome. Awesome series,
0: yeah. It's been, I, think, uh, I think I Lindy think
2: Lindy totally has
0: the advantage because of if you can get what well, You guys know, you guys know, Thomas, you know better than any of us. If you can get us get those skilled young players to buy into his defensive system, all while creating offense, it's like a it's a glorious thing to have as a coach. For right?
1: sure, but like I said, I think Lindy has has evolved to the the young age type of kid nowadays, right? Where it's not one turnover and your eyes are popping out. And
0: (laughs) you think Lindy goes to the common room at the hotel and fucking plays PS five with these guys. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's quite there, but I think he's obviously at the level with the team that he's got that he's letting him play, you know, and, and, and they're playing hard and, and, and I think, you know, even listen to Jack Hughes after the first two games, his interviews, I love it. Like, he just says to the media, he goes, we just got whacked. Like, we 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 sucked. We didn't play our game. But you can, the kid, you didn't see any panic, right? You can see that Lindy wasn't all over him and telling him he's got to do this and this. He burst probably just honest with the group and said, hey, we sucked. That wasn't us. Let's regroup and let's play our game and see what happens. And they sure did that in game three and four.
2: What do you yeah. think about the uh, goaltender? Who's uh, they they made a goaltender uh, change? I've never even heard of this kid before. Schmid come in. The kid's been lights out, game changing, changed the whole series. Of Akira Schmid, RIV. No,
1: yeah, he's been good. He's been every time they brought him up and played. The teams played good, and then I mean, you guys know, right? If you can trust your goaltender, RIVS, you can speak on it even more. As a defenseman, if you can trust the guy behind you, you're playing a little, little bit better, right? You can be a little bit more aggressive, and not think you have to block every shot. In this, you, you can play your style of game, and that it looks like that team trusts Schmidt a lot more than they do with Vanacek. And that,
2: and Vanacek, to his you know, you know stature or whatever, like he he's had a really, really good year. Yeah, but it's just like—is that—is that something that they need to—they need to make? Like, let's just say, let's say they ride Schmeed, okay? When you when the Devils go to the second round, are you starting Vanacek or are you starting Schmeed? Start whoever fits no, the first round.
1: You're starting Schmeed for sure, right? I mean, you're starting him, but I agree with you Vanacek has had a, man, great that's a year. tough one.
2: That's a tough one. Vanacek's been unbelievable all year long.
1: What do you mean it's a tough one? They're down 2-0. Schmid comes in and they beat the Rangers, and then you want to tell them, Hey, great job against the Rangers, but
2: back to the bullpen. Well, like, you, you remember those times with Pittsburgh Penguins back in the day. Okay. You would have a Marc Andre Fleury. He would play. They lost a few games. What did they do? They go and they put in uh uh Murray. Murray. Murray won a few games, won the series. Who'd they go back with? They w- went back with Fleury. Was it not?
1: They, after a loss, right. I don't I don't think after a series winner, they I don't think Flurry would start game one, but don't quote me on that. Maybe he did. But I think that situation is different because Flurry won a cup, veteran guy. Vanecek hasn't hasn't I don't think he's won a playoff game yet. So it's not like you're going back to a calming veteran influence like Flurry was. Yeah. In that situation. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Yeah. I, I agree. I listen, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about the, you know, the 82 game schedule where New Jersey yeah. Devils were one of the best teams in the league. And it was largely because they had incredible goaltending from Vanachek. I yes. mean, he was, he was lights out this year. And yeah. I just wonder, you know, listen, I mean, you, yes, you do have a goaltender that, um, you know, emotional series maybe didn't get the, the goaltending that you wanted but Lindy Ruff made a really tough decision by going with Schmeed, okay, and and Schmid's played very, very well and has put this team in a situation to get back in the series and, and and win the series. My my only thought is, if they get out of this series, are you going back to your number one goaltender, your clear number one goaltender? Well, yeah. we'll have to wait and see, right?
1: But you know what? Most important game's coming up, Revs game five, baby.
2: Just watch the the, the McCar hit on McCann. Yeah. Um it's it's certainly not a uh, what is it Dale Hunter on uh, on uh, Pierre Turgeon after a, after a goal. But uh, I mean, there's going to be a suspension and there's going to be nothing more than I would think one game. Yeah. I would think it'd be a one game for this. It, it wasn't it it was more out of frustration. Um, it wasn't malicious, in the and and how McCarr went, and it's not like he drove him from behind or or, or wanted no. to injure him. It was more of a kind of like, you know, and after the after the whistle, bad play gave him a little push, kind of finished a check, you know, and well, he has a hearing today. Yeah, okay. it's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be a. a I would think a a one game suspension. I wouldn't think yes. much more than that. This is not, this is not like a bunting hit where it's bunting knew exactly what he was doing. You don't, you don't drive your shoulder into a per- person's head. Correct. And, and think that you're, you're not, you're like, he didn't even, the puck wasn't even near Searneck. Okay. That's a malicious hit. This but hit, the was
1: puck from, was nowhere. The puck was in a netting on McCarr too. And McCann had no idea. Right. I think he knew the puck was gone and he's peeling off. I, yeah. I don't think not, he, he not he suspecting
2: was... that Makar is gonna to make cool. that hit, but right when you when you look at the hit, it did. I mean, the hit just didn't seem like it was it was a uh, uh, a bad hit. That no, I, so. I,
1: think, I think if you look at it, doesn't it look like uh, McCann hits his head pretty good into the the glass? Yeah,
2: exactly, It's unexpected. He yeah. got hit unexpected, went down and 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 landed poorly on. It looked like his shoulder too.
1: Yeah, but, so... Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I see because he is a superstar, and it's a dumb play, and I think it's it's one game he'll get. Agreed, but that's going to hurt, right? With, with with the players that are already out in that lineup.
2: Depth depth in the playoffs is is this is where you're looking at it and saying this is very important. And you go back to the Vegas Golden Knights series, okay? Vegas right. Golden Knights are playing. Good transition
1: there. Let's move are on. Are playing
2: great. Are playing great. Vegas Golden Knights are playing great. The question of Jack Eichel can he play in the playoffs? I think are are quieted for for now. He played really really well. Not maybe necessarily in the last game, but the game before that, two goals and an assist. Last night he was a little little uh little off, but you know what? Listen, I mean, the other players on his team stepped up. They ended up winning a big game 4 to 2. But the storyline for me is is you know, PD I I picked Vegas to win this and Petey picked Winnipeg.
1: I picked Vegas went, too, but who's who's been the best player on Vegas in your opinion? March or so? Nope.
0: Taylor Stevenson. Yes. Just yeah. a, this okay.
1: this guy keeps Just impressing me. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I look up his contract and I'm like And he doesn't get 2. any 275? He doesn't I'm get like, any he's, love. He's unbelievable.
2: I mean, how many more I, years I, does he I, have I, in his contract, Banner?
1: One more next year at 275, but I thought he was good when he was back in Washington. I thought he was a key piece on that run. Yeah, he was. I liked his game, but I never thought back then that he could become this type of player, like fast down the middle, good defensively, super creative offensively. I mean, the guy makes it's, I mean, for how many, you know where he really
2: took off. He took off last year when They trade away Alex Tuck. They have Mark Stone that's ultimately injured. They have a whole bunch of players on the team that were not having great years, like like Carlson, okay? And then all of a sudden, you have a Jack Eichel who is not playing for a large part of last year. And Channel Stevenson took over the number one center position on Vegas and, yeah. and basically he had 21 goals, 64 points, had a coming out party. And then this year, because he's so good, they had to play him. They had to play him with some of the big boys. He had 65 points, 16 goals. He's, he's a hell of a hockey player. He's a hell of a hockey player. I mean, and he's going to get paid And a year from now. I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised if they didn't stand uh, step up to, you know, the, the table and try and get this guy signed long-term
1: well he'll get paid somewhere because it's he's been he's been an absolute stud i think he's been really really impressed with him
2: where do you think charlie mcavoy sits in your defense ranking in the nhl like where do you put him
1: Explain yourself
2: more. I'm not
1: not following
2: like so you have Norris trophies. You have you are having your where does
0: he rank amongst best defensemen in the league? Best defensemen in the league, yeah. Like where
2: does where does Charlie McAvoy and how he plays the game, where does he fit in amongst the best defensemen in the NHL? Where would you put him? Is he a top five, top ten, top top fifteen? He's a top five.
1: Well, there's a lot of good D. So I mean you can make but is he a kid who if they say hey you would give you Charlie McAvoy to start a team on the back end. Would you take him or two first round picks or three first round picks? I'll, I'll take McAvoy any day. I think he's an absolute stud. Well, I guess he's I a guess tone guess what setter. I'm and is,
2: Would you take Charlie McAvoy or would you take an Eric Carlson? Oh, Charlie nice. McAvoy. Would nice you take course. a Charlie McAvoy or a Josh Morrissey?
1: McAvoy.
0: You forgot Quinn
2: Hughes on that list. Quinn
0: Hughes is number two in Quinn, points.
2: Yeah, listen, points you can shove those points upper, up. You know, stop Quinn me, Hughes, stop uh,
0: me when when I name a defenseman, Vanner. That- well,
1: uh, if you start with Makar, I can stop you right away. He's he's one that comes on top of my head that I 100%. would probably take 100%. over McAvoy. Hundred percent. After that, 100%. his age, his maturity, Vic, his hockey, IQ, Hedman. his toughness, Victor Headman. I don't know. I think McAvoy has the ability to be a Headman or is a Headman. Right, but th- that's again because of age factor. I take McAvoy over Hedman right now in their prime, probably Hedman, just because he's a little bit taller, longer stick, longer yeah. stride. But McAvoy is a
2: stud. Okay, so we got two defensemen that you're you're feeling pretty good about by taking over McAvoy, Rasmus Dahlin, McAvoy, Quentin Hughes. McAvoy. To me, that's not even close. That's not me. even close. No, Dalene uh, is I'll a tell, lot
1: closer, in yeah, my opinion.
2: I'll tell you why. When you watch Charlie McAvoy play the game, you know, this year he didn't play a full season. He was hurt. He missed 15 games. And in those 15 games, he probably would have had, let's just say, hypothetically, eight points out of 15. That That puts him at a 60-point season this year. He's plus 29. Did you see him... Lay out Matthew Kachuk in the game. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk plays the game on edge all the time. He's the one who's cross-checking, sticking, hitting guys. Like, did you see him target? Who is it uh, that he just, abs uh, uh, Pasternak? Mm-hmm. He is a predator. He is looking to hit, to injure, and that's just the way he plays the game. And I love it. I love it. But let me tell you something, Charlie McAvoy, he is one tough cookie. He's not a fighter. Don't want him to fight. I don't want him to ever fight. But let me tell you something, the way he plays, he's nasty. He's physical. He skates well. He defends well. He's a power play guy. I mean, I think he is. I think he's a top five defenseman in the NHL right now. Right now. Yes.
1: But I think going back to the pickups, you know, Orloff, I mean, what a stud he has been on that team unbelievable and then one of my favorite young guys i played with who's gonna get paid this summer is bertuzzi yeah i mean he has been exactly
2: i mean he looks he looks great i think mean, he's, he's what a kind of money performer. what kind of money is he gonna get now he's still uh, now what is he making right now bertuzzi's 4.75 uh, yeah yeah well this year he's making 5.25 which makes which makes a lot more sense. Uh, I think at the deadline you're looking at um they took uh, like 50% of the the salary uh, Detroit yeah. did. Um but when you're looking at a guy like that he d- really did not have a good year this year. With Detroit he's been injured, had, right? Well, was
1: he injured? Yes, he broke his hand twice, I believe.
2: I'd say that's an injury yeah that's an injury so at, uh, so what kind of money is 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 a 28 year old player who is coming off you know not not a great season for his, for his standards what kind of money do you think that you're going to be paying him well right where not- he's at
1: but in the in the 5 million range right yeah, five, H- high end five. if a team really really loves him we'll probably throw him a six year deal or a 6 million dollar deal i think it, it with him it's going to be more not the money it's going to be the term right is someone willing length, to give him yeah,
2: the length of the deal. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: I mean, but that's, I love that kid. The kid is awesome. He plays hard. He's not a great skater, but he's not afraid. Loves the net front.
2: Can make, make plays. Can you can make, make plays.
1: plays. He's, you know, he's just, he's, he's a playoff guy. He's when, when you look at playoff guys, he's one of them. He's going to be one of those guys, right? Like you talk about Tom Wilson. That's that to me is Bertuzzi. he's going to be one of those guys where you know, it's going to be tough for Boston to re-sign him I would think. But if he hits free agency, there's going to be a lots of teams lined up to get his services.
2: Yeah. Be By fun. the way,
1: once we get into our offseason Sabers roster, I'll just say that he's he's on it. So Bertuzzi's in my lineup right now for the in the Sabers next year.
2: I uh, dream, listen. I, I mean, think it's unrealistic. I don't think it's super unrealistic. I don't think it's unrealistic at all. No, no, I don't think it's super unrealistic. But I, I don't think you want to overpay him, which again is a is you know i think Bertuzzi's is going to be in a situation as an unrestricted free agent that he is going to garner a lot of interest because he's still a young guy he's 28 years old he plays the right way he can score goals he's proven that he scored goals in in the league and he plays a tough brand of hockey and and the question is who's going to give him the term that he wants? Like who's going to give him the six or seven year deal for five yep. and a half million dollars. And well, I don't know how many teams out there. Instead will of,
0: instead of saying you don't think it's unrealistic, ask me why I think it's unrealistic. Why do you think it's oh, unrealistic? That's a great yeah, question, quiet. Craig. Great question. Um, I don't think the Sabres are at the point yet where they can lure a free agent like a Bertuzzi, even with more money. It's not a a knock on anything other than the fact that this guy's going to be able to go wherever he wants. And does he think that he's the one piece that the Sabres need in the offseason to make the playoffs next year? That's what it comes down to. Not whether the Sabres do or the fan base. It's whether Tyler Bertuzzi does. He's coming from Boston. You don't think he's going to try to do everything he can to stay there or go to another team that is on the brink of winning a cup. As opposed to coming to a team where how many how many teams are on the brink of winning a cup though I think I'm I'm with Riffs
1: I think there's going to be lots of teams that are going to garner his services but I think there's going to be lots of teams lined up for four and five year deals
0: that's fine all I'm saying is he'll have many other options other than coming to Buffalo
1: for sure he will but I, I don't think it's unrealistic I think it could be a great fit but anyways well that's 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 a off season topic.
2: Yeah. And Boston, for an example, is in a really different situation too on what they want to do moving forward with their club. Do they still feel that they are a team that can win with some changes? Like Nick Felino, for an example, who plays on the fourth line, he makes, you know, $3.8 million. He's probably going to be gone next year. That money is going to go to somebody else. Right. You're going to have to re up Jake DeBrusque, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent after the next year. I mean, there's going to be guys that are going to have to be signed for the future. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi is a guy that maybe Boston has the money to sign. Yes. Because he's he's a key piece of, of trying to stay on top moving forward. I think he's a really, really good piece moving forward. So I could see him signing him in Boston.
1: Move on to the last series, Carolina and Islanders, because I don't think we're going to have to spend much time on it. I think that series is over. Tonight. It's over.
2: Are you surprised that the Islanders haven't put up more of a fight because they're they're very, they're very similar in the style that they, that they play. They're very structured. Okay. Similar to who? Carolina and, and the Islanders to me are, are, are two teams that typically have the, um, the notion that they, they are a defensively minded team that are really structured until you actually watch them. And I've yeah, been blown away by, yeah, I've been blown away by Carolina with how they move the pockets insane. they have a they're, whole bunch of somewhat I wouldn't even say no names, but they're not they're not even household names. You don't even know who they are, but holy crap did they move the puck They it's, move the they're puck incredible.
1: they're in your face. they're way more offensive. The Islanders I just and I again, and I love my time on the island, love the fans, everything about it. I just hate the way they play. I think they have so many good offensive players that don't play offense. Like it's just, I watch this. I'm like, I see all this high IQ hockey players on the ice and nothing happens. It's like, dump it in and let's chase it. To me, they look weathered in a structure.
2: To me, they look weathered. They look like an old team that doesn't quite have the pop that they used to. Like, uh, Anders Lee is a great hockey player. Scored goals, isn't that skates like a snail, man? The the league is not about you know guys that can't skate. Josh Bailey, where did he go this year? Had a tough year. Um, I think you he's know, injured, Gabriel right? uh, Pajo, Paje, you know, Kyle Palmieri, who's a really good hockey player, can score goals, but he they're not good skaters. Zazekis, Clutterbuck, Martin. It's just like, man, they were great three, four, five years ago. They're just not the, not the with, same players. I I think
1: you are right. They're uh, they're not the fastest team. I don't look at the Boston Bruins as the fastest team either, but they played the a right type of hockey. To me, the Islanders, they want to win every game one yes. zero. I don't know. They're done.
2: I, I agree. You know, Hudson Fashion. Things playing like Zach Parise. I mean, to me, these are this is not a skilled, fast hockey team. And in the NHL today, you got to have speed. No, they're done.
1: All right, we got two more series in the West.
2: Yeah, can I can I, mean, I add I've, one? Can I add one more thing about uh, you know a, a tie to the Sabers and the Islanders series?
1: Yeah, sure. We'll, what are your,
2: What are your thoughts on Scott Mayfield? we're we doing this right now
1: as far as uh, the type of player he is
2: yeah like i mean he's he's 6'5" he's 200 pounds. he defends really really well he's a good skater um he's physical he's got some nasty to him like i mean he's an unrestricted free agent he's 30 years old he, he i mean i look at this guy and say he yeah. is exactly what what the sabers are looking for
1: yeah i mean he's definitely an option i'm sure he's on the list right for um a partner for all in power. Yeah. I would love a a big guy that can defend, move the puck and let power be more offensive. Yeah. hundred exactly. percent.
2: He's just an interesting, he's an interesting guy. I know I've just watched him for, for years. He just, he plays the game the right way. And he's, yeah. He, he's to me, a he's a lesser,
1: def- he's a lesser Colton Pareko. If, if.
2: Yeah, if, very much. You know, yeah. Maybe not with the quaint, uh, the same offensive Right. ability that parenko has with that big shot yeah but i mean how he plays the game i really like it he's very physical he's tough as nails um i think he can play in your top six or your top uh your top four <laughs> um and i think he's going to be a great uh penalty kill guy which they need some help with stuff like that so anyway interesting yeah. interesting nope. player good,
1: good point there but yeah, PD, back to the Stars Wild, which is close to me. I mean, I've been super impressed with the Wild. I, I I, personally have picked Dallas, not because I don't like the Wild or blah, blah, blah. I just picked the team that I thought was better. But Minnesota's been actually, you know, really good. Really, really good. Tonight, I'm interested to see and I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. Who's going to play net, right? Because to me, it was quite the shocker that from game one, when the Gustafson makes 51, 52 saves and doesn't start game two. Do they go back to flurry now since they lost game four at home?
2: Yeah, uh, my opinion, I wouldn't touch flurry with a 10 foot pole. I think his time's (laughs) over. I think he, I think his name and everything puts a smile on fans faces, but this is not his time, man. He's won his cups. He's played exceptional hockey throughout his career. But you got to go with Gustafson. He's the guy who's going to give you a chance. That's just my opinion.
1: I was shocked to see him in, in there in game two. I was shocked. For Dallas, I think what's really noticeable is that, you know, even though he's an older, slower guy, like Rivs mentioned, the Islanders, is Pavelski. I think he is a huge piece on that top line, right? I think Rupa Hints is getting his points. He's he's an absolute stud. Robertson has been really quiet.
2: Well, I mean, uh, Av, Pav is the guy who's uh, who's a glue, glue guy. He's a glue player. He's the one who is basically he's really easy to play with because he's a net front presence guy. He he does not skate overly well. But he can make small area plays like nobody's business, and he will take a beating in front of the net. He's an awesome deflector of pucks and rebound guy. He just plays the right way and allows the players that he plays with that are that have that that higher skill set that can kind of cruise around on the outside and and gain scoring so he opportunities. Finds he finds them. He's yes. and he's just he's really easy to play with. Um, yeah. So I did still, see
1: he's skating. So it will be. i I'm, I'm. It's going to be interesting for me to see if they yeah. reinsert him in the lineup because if he is somewhat hundred percent, I think he can put the stars over the edge. But Minnie has been playing yeah. tough. You know, there a couple couple shitty calls from winning that the uh, game four at home.
2: Yeah, and you uh, have uh, you know Tyler Sagan who's basically woken up because I I wouldn't say that he's he had a great year this year. I, I don't think he had a bad year by any stretch, but I don't think he had a great year. He had 50 points, 21, uh, 21 goals. I think he's a better hockey player and he's he's uh, scored two goals in the last game. I mean, yep. he's got three out of four uh, in in four games, three and four games. I mean, they need players like that to elevate their game, to give this team a chance to get over the because they have a lot. They have a lot of depth but uh, you need your top players to play well. David only has six points.
1: That series oh, yeah. actually, I have to admit, has been way more fun to watch than I anticipate going in. Yeah. It's actually one of my favorite series. It's been, it's been unbelievable.
2: Well, I mean, it's not even about the series. I would have to say right now, for me, watching Edmonton Oilers a number of times this year is doing the player cast for Sportsnet, that we did Edmonton games. Edmonton is without question the most enjoyable team to watch, because Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl in every single game are producing offense and making st- highlight film plays on a regular basis. And Edmonton is super super exciting to watch. That being said, Peony and I talked about the the um, the LA Kings. This is a team that you cannot take lightly. This is the team that's out of sight, out of mind. Um, you don't give them the credit that they deserve, but they have they can beat anybody in this league. Anybody in this league. And right now, the the season is or, or this this series is a toss-up of two teams just going at it. It's awesome hockey.
1: Yeah, it's been, I mean, LA is Again, I haven't watched that team too much, so it's just you know late games during the regular season. Only watched them, I don't know, few times. But man, they're they're they got some players now with Fiala back. They got even more speed in the lineup. Corpusalo's been really good, even though you know that overtime winner probably wants back from Hyman. But you know, Edmonton. Did they go back to Skinner? Did they start Campbell? I mean, it seems like the goaltending in the playoffs has been. Flip-flopping for some teams. So um, we'll see. I think the key for the Oilers, I think, is because you know what you're going to get out of McDavid and Dreisaitl is their back end, right? Like Nurse, I mean, you talk about McAvoy. Nurse, is uh, he, he looks like he's struggling out there.
0: Last thing I'll say before we get out of here. The commentator last night, one of the commentators in one of the games I was watching, said eye hand coordination is it hand eye coordination or is it eye hand coordination or are they both the same cuz i grew up only saying hand eye coordination and when someone says eye
2: <laughs> hand it fucking drives me nuts
1: i've never heard eye hand i've always heard hand well, eye that's
2: that's the first time i've ever heard someone say that yeah i just came out of your mouth right now is. <laughs> Eye-hand coordination. (laughs) Many times. That's a a mind buster right there. Yeah. Well, is it eye-hand or hand-eye? It's a hand-eye there.
1: It's hand-eye.
2: Well, what's the difference? I don't want this in my brain today because I'm going to be thinking about it all day.
1: Well, the difference is that hand-eye means usually tipping a puck, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Anticipating a tip, right? So your hands, yeah, are but doing an the work. Eye
2: hand. Is well, your, your eye, eye ain't tipping
1: the puck. Your hands are tipping the puck. Your eyes are just.
2: Your eyes are helping your hands. Your eyes are helping
0: your hands have the ability to make contact with the puck. Yeah, but the
1: hands do the work, so they go first.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I heard it, and I was just kind of like, "What? What?" I had to rewind it, and actually, think. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought. Well, is that, I, even right? is that even right? Are they the same thing? Are is hand eye the same as eye hand? I, I don't. I don't know. Here, wow. I'm, I'm going to use my hand eye to stop on the recording. How's that? Hold on. Oh,
1: did, I thought you had a, a sabers text or something.
0: Oh, I oh I did, Thomas. You're good, man. Holy you're good, th- I mean, Thomas. I'm going to tell you right now. You, well, are, no, Rick, you are. You are just on. To, yeah, you're on, Thomas. But Rick I had two cups of coffee.
1: Through. I'm over it. at The Leafs one. I was over it.
0: I lost I lost interest in the Sabres talk when we were moving on from the Islanders conversation and Craig goes, Whoa, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Can we talk about Scott Mayfield for a yeah. second? Okay. This mm-hmm. text message is from a f- former teammate of ours. Okay. Definitely a Hall of Famer. So maybe we didn't all play with him on the same team. At least he's a Hall of Famer at his high school for sure. His <laughs> high school? <laughs> So you watching the Seattle, Colorado game. I said, I was, and I went to sleep. This is this morning. He said, uh, I said, what happened? He said, no, just watching and the style of game that, um, that was being played had me wondering if the Sabres could bring that next year. And I said, I said, need about five or six more players that, that have that play with a little more jam and swagger. Uh, he goes, yeah, it was eye-opening, Wanted, just wanted your opinion because I figured you'd be watching. That's all it was. Like, how far away are they from being one of these teams? Yeah, one point is one thing, but actually being able to compete against these teams at this speed and this level is a completely different one.
1: I think up front, they could have played with any team this year for the most part. I think on the back end, they would have got exposed. Defensively, not just the back end, the the overall defense. I mean, with, with, with the group they have, I think, I think they could have generated enough chances against any team
0: and score. Who do they remind you guys the most of in the playoffs
2: right now? Well, if they go out and get a young man named Ryan Graves in this year as an unrestricted free agent, the guy's a fucking stud. Am I, am I wrong, (laughs) Thomas? Am I wrong?
1: Ryan Graves is not a team,
0: though. I don't care. <laughs> I want the Buffalo Sabres to want play to talk about
2: like that. Ryan Graves. You, you want you want this team, you want this team uh, to play in a playoff game. Then there's there there needs to be changes to a very very talented hockey team. Thomas, the talent eight, there were only
0: like sixteen choices. Yeah, I know. He picked, he picked one player.
1: <laughs> you know what? Maybe the Carolina Hurricanes.
0: Greg's shaking his head over there. Why are you shaking your
1: Well, head? I'm shaking my head, too, because I can't come up with a team because I'm, I'm thinking of all the teams in the playoffs. They, and they, they, play, they play
2: like Florida Panthers. <laughs> they play like Florida Panthers minus Matthew Kachuk. That's, that's who the Buffalo Sabres are. They play like the Florida Panthers minus Matthew Kachuk. They play with skill. They play with speed. Um, they have the ability to beat really good teams, but on average, they will not win because they do not defend. That's it. All right. Look at the goaltending in Florida. Look at the goaltending in Florida. Who are you putting in there? Lions? Who the, who is this kid? Who is he? They don't have the goaltending. They have a $10 million guy sitting on the bench right now. They don't have the goaltending. Just like we haven't had the goaltending all year. Okay, we ran three goaltenders a large part of the year and then decided to bring in a kid who has never played an NHL game and we wrote him for the 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 final played very well. Devin Levi, give him a give him a golf clap, because that's what he's doing right now, golf clap. That being said, there there are changes. I think he's doing that, yoga. There are changes he, that need to golf. happen in Buffalo for them to be a playoff team. And they need multiple changes on defense, not one. Yeah, we we
1: know that. that okay, so you riv- need multiple PD's changes. PD's buddy was. I don't know the. the that's a ter- text him back. Say that's a terrible question. A fucking by the way. stupid,
2: stupid question, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> it's your buddy, Sabres, too, boys. The Sabers <laughs> are not far off, and I mean, they could make some changes this summer. Okay, and this team could be very. Very powerful.
1: Well, let's save that for uh, what 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 episode is it today, Peter? You didn't even say it again. Two fifty nine. Two fifty-nine. So the Sabres off season talk will be like, I don't know, ah, two eighty five
0: seventy-four.
1: Uh yeah, seventy five, eighty, I guess. Somewhere right. there. That's well, how busy you, you guys get.
0: I'll tell you what, Thomas. Here's here's what I'll tell you. Sabres off season talk will happen. When we fucking want it to happen, not you.
1: That's fair. I mean, it's like if you (laughs) want it to be ninety-five, then make it ninety-five. I don't care. It seems like it's every pot, anyways. How about Ryan Graves LPD? You never
2: answered. (laughs) I'll take. Have you watched him in the absolute stud,
1: man? See, I don't have to wait episode for episode two eighty-five. I'm getting it right now.
0: That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at CraigRivet52, at The Instigator 76 And You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.